Weekly Loss Podcast, episode number 183. Hey, cool, you fixed it. Don't expect anything. The chances of getting a signal are slim at best. Static's good, right? No. Reception is good. Wait, what's that? It's Russo's signal. Oh, crap. But this radio has a wider bandwidth. <laughs> That's what you call a party in a podcast. Hold it! Stop! Do you hear that? Welcome to the weekly Lost Edition of the Generally Speaking Production Network. Now, here are your hosts, Stephanie and Cliff. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Weekly Lost Podcast. Cliff Ravenscraft here in the studio. Stephanie's not with me right now, but that's okay. I am uh, bringing to you a very special episode of the Weekly Lost Podcast. It's coming to you much later than I had anticipated, for those of you who are not aware, uh, which I I believe most of you probably are if you're on the plus member side of things. Uh, But I was in the hospital for an entire week and... Uh, have been slowly recovering from uh, some procedures that were done. Of course, if you're in, at all interested in that, I have a blog over at ravenscraft.org. That's R-A-V-E-N-S-C-R-A-F-T dot O-R-G. And you can uh, read all about that whole ordeal. It was, uh, I'm just glad it's behind me now. But I, I did want to go ahead and bring to you another episode of the Weekly Lost Podcast. Now, here's the deal. You're going to be getting a lot of content uh, coming very shortly here. I know this has been uh, the most anticipated uh, uh, comeback of a television series uh, ever. You know, we're, we're definitely all excited, pumped up for season five. Now, what you're about to hear both right now and uh, in the episode that will follow this, episode number, I guess, 184 of the Weekly Lost Podcast, were both recorded during a very special event known as the 24-hour nonstop podcast marathon. And we had done a celebration here, Stephanie and I did, uh, where we just literally podcasted live, recording tons of podcasts. I think we recorded a total of 36 episodes of different podcasts. And uh, it was just nonstop. It was crazy. We had like over 6,000 people join us. Just it was a great time. We were celebrating, of course, three years in podcasting. Uh, Actually, now over three years in podcasting. And we also celebrated our first successful year of Stephanie and I doing this for a living, uh, podcasting as a career. And uh, so we, we wanted to celebrate in a big way. And we wanted to celebrate in such a way that as many people who wanted to celebrate with us live and interactive uh, being a part of the community, that that the best way to do that would be available to everybody in all time zones. And so uh, 24 hours nonstop. Now, what you're about to hear is what was scheduled to be this episode of what we call the Community Voice Podcast. Uh, and in, I honestly, I need to go in and listen to it myself. And I'm going to be in, going in and editing, you know, the the episode here in just a moment, just lightly, just taking out any long, long pauses or anything like that. But let me explain to you what it is. We have this show called The Community Voice, and uh, basically, it's a it's where we give people in the community a chance to come in and share what's on their mind, what goes on in their world, and and stuff like that. But what happened was um, everybody that was on the call via Skype, it turns out that they were all very much people who, like myself, uh, and like many of us listening to the show, uh, are just a totally addicted to loss. And so it just became the dominant topic. And somewhere about five, ten minutes in, I was like, you guys, I'll probably have to record a new intro for this. 
because uh, I'm going to take out where it says this is a community voice podcast and I'm just going to make this an episode of the Weekly Lost Podcast. Now, I just briefly went over it, uh, just like glancing at it. It sounded like we ha- we may have had um, Anne from Germany, uh, Tess from England, Chrissy from Australia, but I know we had more people than that in this episode. And so throughout the, uh, it, it may not be apparent to you right off the bat who is who, but uh, just bear with me as as um i've cut out the original introduction and i'm just going to basically bring us right into the conversation conversation where lost got picked up and through it i made sure to say hey let's take a second here and, and introduce who's on the line so with that here's this week's episode uh, or actually one of this week's episode of the weekly lost podcast <laughs> Twenty-four hour podcasting marathon on December thirty-first, two thousand eight. It's currently five twenty-three in the morning, and we're going to just uh, have a general group discussion here. So I'm very much excited about this one, and so uh, this show is going to sound a little bit different than our normal community voice. And I hope that you'll bear with us as we bring on. Uh, various guests. In fact, on the line right now, we have Tess Lowe, and we also have Chrissy from Australia, and I'm bringing in Winnie from Belgium right now. Is Winnie on the line now? Hi. Okay, so Winnie is on the line, and we're going to bring Anne back in. Yeah, I'm here. Very cool. Next topic, does John Locke suck? <laughs> You're just trying to tempt me yes. back into the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> You know, all the other guys on the island, they were just standing around doing nothing for the whole season. John Locke was the one guy who went off and found the hatch and he actually had an interest in what the island was doing. You know, so he's the one who I, I always support because he actually had an interest in understanding the mystery. Whereas all the other guys were like, this is this sucks. We want to get back to real life where we can have jobs. Yeah, but, yeah. you know, they just want to go home, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. My sister um, has compassion for him, actually, because of, you know, he has never had parents and all that stuff. So, because of all that, the background. Because everything craps happened to him, basically. Exactly. In his his off-island life, I mean. (laughs) All right, so how do you guys, what what about Michael? (laughs) Did Michael end up being a good guy in the end? Do you think, do you think they... No, I didn't, didn't think they allowed him enough time to um, redeem himself. Yeah, like he was—he wasn't on enough episodes to really bring mm. the character back. Um, yeah, and he ha- never had you know that, he never had gone. that you know resolution with um, Walt exactly. You know, it, his you know his dying was too soon, I guess. Yeah, they shuffled yeah, I think him also, a little bit quickly. I think mm. probably if they didn't have those like cut episodes, they might have been able to, because um, mm. of the writer strike, they might have been able to yeah. have more backstory, well not backstory, but continue his story a bit longer. Mm. But because I guess they mm-hmm. wanted to, by the end of the season, have this um, the Freighter to blow up, they had to, and obviously they wanted yeah. to kill him off or whatever. Yeah. So they didn't have enough time to um, give him enough storyline. Mm. Was there anything off off the show that was, I mean, kept the uh, actor himself away from it? I mean, why why did he disappear so much and then come back so briefly? It seemed a bit strange to I, me. Well, right I now. think, yeah, 
um, he was very upset um, that he was killed so soon. Um, I read I an interview. I think they just wrote him out or something. Mm. Like, I don't think it was his choice. I think they just it was not the him. Back. Yes, and then they just killed him after making like getting mm. him back. Yeah. I'll tell you what, I've just officially decided that uh, I'm going to scrap the intro on this, and this is going to be an episode of the Lost Podcast. So let's keep the topics on Lost. (laughs) (laughs) So to continue on, all right, what do you guys think about Ben? Is Ben a good guy now? No, you can't trust him. Well, there's no good or bad in Lost, I guess. There's, you know... There's perspectives, but you cannot say he's good or bad. He's sometimes he's good, sometimes he's bad. But you know, you every person sometimes is good or bad. I think you know you're you have good days and bad days. Right. I th- I think but that's I'm, the perspective of Lost is that they're trying to yeah, say, well, you could look at it from this way, and then that sure this looks good, but then when you consider mm-hmm. this, exactly, and that's what they showed us, you know, in season four when. The freighter people arrived, and and um, you know they were the um, the new guys, and and they were threatening them with um, weapons, and um, that's the same thing the others did when um, you know um, when the plane crashed, and that there were new people on the, on the island. So um, yeah, it's it's all the perspective, you know. Yeah, you don't really, you can't really um, trust until you know sort of the full story. Mm. Or you don't know if they're good or bad. Because, like, I think with Ben, you still don't really know his overall motives and things like that. I think there's a lot they haven't Mm. explained with that character and um, his ties with Jacob and things like that. You don't really know what's going on there Mm. still. So in the future when he's with... um, like he's got Sayed working for him and stuff. Like, what? Why is he getting people to kill? Why is he getting Sayed to kill people and things like that? Mm. Do you think he's actually working for the island still, or is he going off on his own agenda now? Because he seems kind wow. of disconnected from Jacob these days. Yeah, it sort of seems when Locke came on the scene, like Jacob sort of <laughs> replaced him. <laughs> but I don't even know what Jacob is, or is it a person? Is do it you a think Jacob is well? Yeah. I don't know. Or an idea or something, you know. Yeah, is it the know. island or, mm. I don't know. Is it just in Ben's I, head? <laughs> I used to think that Jacob was like the captain of the uh, the Black Rock ship and that he'd been there so long that he kind of got absorbed into the island somehow. But now I kind of oh. just feel like he's he's the, he's the he's just the personification of the the island itself. Um, mm. But I'm... I'm he doesn't seem to have much in the way of morality. It's just kind of self-preservation. So you can't ever say that he's good or bad. And when Ben was following him, he just you couldn't ever say that Ben was good or bad. He just mm. had a mission to protect the island. It was kind of he was almost militaristic in his just going to do what needs to be done and not really considering the moral consequences of any of it. So mm. I, I I want to interject again, and I'm, as I'm sitting here thinking about this as an as an episode. Uh, of the podcast, it'd probably be good for me to introduce the people that they're hearing talking. Uh, <laughs> so, so with so with the br- very British accent, we have Tess Lowe. Hello. And with the Australian accent, we have Chrissy from Sydney, Australia. Hi. 
and then for, with the well, not really. I don't. I don't really hear an accident. An accent from Germany, but from, <laughs> an accident. An accident. I don't, I, but, but from Germany, we ha, we have Anne Trader. So or, actually, I said her last name. So you you say your last name for me. Well, it's Trader. Yeah, I'm not going to be able to. Do that. Yeah, well. No. <laughs> so, so anyway, um, so we ha- we basically have a very international lost audience here. Uh, not, not audience, but uh, panel, I guess I should say. Uh, so, so this is pretty exciting. Um, I, this is this is going to be great. Um, what do you guys think is going to happen with the island? Are you are we had talked a little bit with Tess just a little while ago, but uh, let, let's talk about the science fiction end of this. What do you guys? I, we, Tess, we know what you think, but uh, Chrissy or Anne, do you want to share how you feel about the fact that the the show is is going to even get a little bit more intense with the sci fi twist? I like it. I mean, obviously the show isn't really based 100% on true um, like reality anyway with like the smoke monster and things like that. So to add more sci-fi elements, I don't think um, is, you know, p- pushing the pushing the realm too much. Gotcha. Yeah, I... I- I, I think that um, I, I think if they push it a little bit, I mean, they I think they were on the verge of pushing it a little too far with um, oh, what's the Desmond flashbacks? Um, the uh, the, t- the time travel law. Yeah, the one where he time traveled back to see Faraday in his mind. Uh, I can't think. Of, oh yeah, think of the name of that episode right now. Um, the constant. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, let's see here. Richard says that he has then, signed into here. But we'll he try to get time him. traveled before that as well. In that, um, I remember the one with the hatch exploded. Mm, he did. Remember? And he saw, when oh, he saw that. Yeah. Um, did he see Charlie? Yeah, and he saw Charlie and that old lady. What's her name? Mrs. Something. Oh yeah, Mrs. Hawkins. Yeah. So he really did that before. So. I don't think him doing that again in that constant, but I guess the whole idea of the constant. Yeah, the the, the thing with the one where he went back, I I kind of felt like that was more in his mind than anything. Where it it, it seemed to be, you know, the whole the whole physical. He he, you know, he's walking down the step, running down the steps, and then he falls to the side, and then boom, that's exactly how he ends up in the past. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And plus, wasn't he in, like, that state where he wasn't responsive when he was... Yeah. Like, it, in the past? Yeah, they, that that was a little bit much for me. But, you know, if, if they could try to pull that off, I, I don't know. Of course, I don't really get into the sci-fi um, theories a whole lot as much as, as much as I do just enjoying watching... This stuff, but I just wonder how they can kind of pull that off as pseudoscience. Yeah, but I guess they've got the whole. I mean, just everything is. I don't know what I'm trying to say. Um, there are the sci-fi elements in the show anyway. So, like the island with the time being different, like you know, with that um, mm. rocket thing that Faraday got launched to the island and things like that. So obviously, there's stuff going on with time, definitely. There, so 
they are definitely playing and with I time think, and time travel quite a lot. Mm, and I think that, that you know when when he wakes up in the same uh, when he wakes up in the past in the same position he is in the f- main time. I don't know. Um, that's it's it's still TV. It's it, you know they have to do things like that to keep the to keep it connected a bit. You know. Or to keep, I don't know, for the plot, maybe. So, is there anything special that you're looking forward to in season five? Anything that you think that's going to happen? Finding out what the smoke monster is. You yeah, think- everyone wants to know. Mm-hmm. That. <laughs> you think they'll tell us in season five? Didn't didn't they promise to tell us what the smoke monster was by the end of season five? Oh. Maybe they'll lie. They'll just <laughs> they lie <laughs> better. Yeah. <laughs> well, they said there wasn't an underwater hatch. And there was. Yeah. And they said it wasn't about time travel, and it was. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how they could have even said it wasn't about time travel when they are giving us all the books about tri- time travel in the the story. Yeah. Yeah, well, they admitted that they just made that up to throw people off. There's a limit to how much you can do that, you know, before people just disregard everything that you say about the show. Well, that's what I'm saying. You know, it, I still believe that that, uh, that mural in the hatch, that Thomas painted that. <laughs> Cannot. <laughs> Claire, Claire, Claire and her boyfriend Thomas are, are the center to this whole story. Yeah. And, 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 it, and Richard Malcolm. Why is that? Oh, it's my old, old uh, theory from... Theory. The Thomas theory from years ago. It's an interesting theory. (laughs) Interesting theory, no doubt. Um, But yeah, there there was some stuff back in. uh, It was the raised by another episode. But but uh, is he a fraud or not? What's that? Richard Malcolm. the, The the original theory from years ago was that um, in raised by another. The the theory was a long time ago that um, that Thomas had something to do with with uh, with the Claire getting on the plane. Um, basically, or not Thomas, but um, re- remember the. Uh, I'll tell you what. I'm gonna have to do that because there's a noise in the background there. Um, but anyway, uh, what happened was uh, remember when he says. When Claire first finds out that she's pregnant, and she comes in, mm-hmm. and then what was his immediate reaction? I can't do this, right? Or no, we no, it was mm-hmm. we can do this, we can do this. And she goes, No, we can't. What are we gonna do? My, you know, five dollars an hour and my fish and fry, fish and fry job or whatever. And he's like, No, Claire, we can do this. And and he was very excited. And um, then all of a sudden, a couple scenes later, we find uh, that. Thomas has come in and he's like kick, basically kicking her out of the house. Only he's le- up and leaving her, and and I think the reason why he's basically kicking her out of the house is because he is afraid. Uh, I guess maybe they have tracked him down, and that he was afraid that uh, folks were um uh, going to get Claire because the baby uh, had something special you know that the island would want and and that he used to work for dharma uh and this came from the orientation film about the fact that you had 500 and some odd days not seeing uh richard in here at all 
Sorry, folks. I was a little distracted. <clears throat> but anyway, there, there was the whole idea that, that um, Thomas was on the island and he was injected with whatever that injection was. And that injection had some kind of special things that where if he ever had a baby, it would produce something that the island would want. And so that the folks from he, – he basically was let off the island. He goes. He gets Claire's pregnant, Claire pregnant. And then um, he basically – you know, Dharma finds out about this uh, and finds out as a result of going and seeing uh, Richard Malcolm, which tapped into some kind of psychic force. And, of course, with Dharma being very much tuned into the psychic waves – um, it, um, basically they, they were able to find pinpoint Thomas's location. Then they went and they found Thomas and says, where's the baby? And he's like, what baby? I don't know what you're talking about. We, we know that you've, you've, you, that, that somebody's pregnant and we have to find her. And of course that's when he basically gets away from them. He goes back, he breaks things off with Claire and makes it look like he's a total jerk so that she won't try to find him. She won't try to mend the relationship. And basically the fact that she, he broke the whole thing off and looked like a jerk was actually the most loving thing that he could do, that Thomas absolutely loved Claire, loved the baby. And to protect them, he had to get as far away from her as possible. And then what happened was that, that Dharma didn't let it go uh, she goes back to uh, Richard Malcolm, which, of course, then all of a sudden they were able to track it down all the way down to Claire. And then they came in and uh, they showed up at Richard Malcolm's house. Richard Malcolm, of course, then um, is uh, very, very much, you know, in the second reading, it's like, listen, you mustn't allow this child to be raised by and other and other exactly and and he was so opposed to it he's like you have to listen to me but then throughout the rest of that episode he is consistently trying to talk or actually uh, she was she was going to move forward with the adoption and so the adoption was definitely going to happen and and then at the very last minute he's like no you or wait no, no, no. She that, that I'm getting it wrong. This is what happens when you talk at five forty-five <laughs> in the morning. So, so the thing is, is she, she was a she was a oh, she was she was gonna she she was going to give the baby for adoption. He was saying no, and then at the last minute, he says, "Yes, you do need to give the baby for up for adoption. I found a couple for you in Los Angeles, and uh, she and he says, here, get on this flight.'" And she goes, uh, let me think about it. He goes, no, he, it must be this flight. And so my, my theory is that what happened was Dharma folks or whatever, or some the folks from the island got over to not. And it was it, at the time I was thinking it was Dharma. Of course, we know Dharma was purged by this time. But anyway, um, the others got to uh, Richard Malcolm. And and so that they basically threatened the life of his family and held some things over his head. And, of course, we saw that with Echo. And remember that story uh, with his yep. daughter? I think they actually his daughter wasn't his daughter dead. And they brought her daughter, his daughter back to life. Um, mm-hmm. She was in an autopsy. She drowned. Yeah. Yeah. She, and they were about to cut her for the. Um, mm-hmm. Exactly. And then, yeah, she started screaming. 
Exactly. And so basically, I, I think what happened was, um, if you tie those stories together, I think that, that there's some kind of connection there, that they had something over Richard. And, and of course, that's why he all of a sudden decided to go along with the plot of getting Claire on that plane so that, that, they, that she would be able to be brought to the island. That was the Thomas theory. I was just looking on Lostpedia. Apparently, the mural in the hatch was painted by Desmond. That's uh, according, according to the season two DVDs. Yeah. Do you do you guys remember this this theory that I had a long time ago? Vaguely, I knew. I'm going to go to Ravenscraft.org slash um, Ravenscraft.org slash uh, blog slash old blog. And I'm going to see if I can search for this. Oh, that's... Oh, it's actually just ravenscraft.org slash old blog. And I have screen captures of this. This is actually what I felt like put us on the map of of Lost Podcasts back in the day. Because I used to... Re- yeah, it was a pretty big theory, wasn't it? Yeah, it was huge. I, I think the first time I mm-hmm. I did it, I did it with all the audio clap, all the all the audio clips to to back it all up and everything. It, mm-hmm. took, it took forty five minutes to d- explain the entire theory. <laughs> so let me do Thomas theory and uh, scroll down. There we go. Um, I am going to. And in the chat room, I am now putting a link to um, to this uh, section in here. Uh, so basically, if you look at it, um, what I've done is I've took a screen capture of you see Thomas in the bottom picture there, and the, the mm-hmm. Thomas was a painter; he was an artist, and there are the paintings that he drew. And look at the way in the style of the of the eyes that he drew, where the where it says compare with this, and then look at the mural hatch up there. And I believe that that uh, Thomas was the one who actually painted that mural. It's because the person who actually painted was the same person, like in yeah, real life. I, that's what they mm-hmm. see. Mm-hmm. Th- in this, th- I was I was willing to accept that. Until we just got into this conversation where we were just saying, now it's to the point. Yeah, it does look do, do do we listen to them, or was Cliff on their on on the trail, and they had to come up oh. with? So they say, oh, I know how we can we can snuff this one out. Basically, what we'll do is we'll put an extra feature on here and explain that the reason <laughs> why these two paintings look the same is because it's just Jack Bender painted them. But then he also had his painting in Charles Widmore's office. So I think that Thomas- obviously there's some connection there. Yes. Yeah. Like anyway, really? they were in the same. Or- yeah, it was. Yeah, I recognize that. There was a. There yeah, I think a- the one in the office is more similar than just like the style of painting. I think it was almost the same one or something. Yeah. So anyway, I. I- I, you know what? If they come back and because of course they they've debunked they I mean the actual creative team of Lost has one hundred percent debunked my theory, and mm. and uh, in fact um, they even went so far they went so far as to change uh, Penelope to to throw throw him off the trail because a part of my theory and raised by another was that the adoptive parents. That um, that Desmond, of course, was working for the others, which I mean, technically, wasn't he? I mean, not not willingly. But uh, my my theory was that his girlfriend, Penny, 
was the girl who uh, was at the adoption agency to adopt Claire's baby. And I have a side-by-side picture of the adoption lady. Um, and let me see if I can... Let me... I don't know if I'll be able to find that one just as e- easily. Adoption. Didn't you talk about this in a recent episode, I think? No, this one's a, this one's a really long, long ago. I haven't done this one in a long time. I swear I listened to it recently. You talking about this? Okay, here's view image. Let me uh, let me just post this into the chat room. Check this out. This was uh, if you if you click on that image, see it says they changed this. Fo- they changed the photo. The bottom the bottom photo there is a completely different Penelope or Penny. And but um, do you think on, those changed the actress? Exactly, but it, but I I I used to have um, a side by side of the um, the old Penny with the adoption lady, and they they well, but, pr- pretty much fit pretty closely. Mm-hmm. But on the DVD, um, there's the picture with Penny. There's um, the other um, pictures not in there. Yeah, I know they it's, changed it. Mm, Oh, so here, I've here never it seen it the other way. Oh wait, here. Let me sh- let me show you. Uh, here is the other painting or uh, picture. See? Am I right? Hmm. Yeah, they look. That's, the smaller one's a bit hard to tell, but yeah, they do look very similar. Yeah. So mm-hmm. the, the, so you know whether I was right. I, I think maybe what happened was they were going to you know that I I think maybe I'm right on with the Thomas theory. And and they figure, you know, I'll tell you what, it, it's going to cost us the the it's going to cost this poor actress the role of playing Penny. But we've got to do something because Cliff is totally 100 percent spot on. <laughs> and and so, you know, I'm sorry, we're going to have to break your contract. We're going to have somebody else play Penny because we didn't cover this one up enough. So it's my well, fault, my fault that she got recast. And uh, mm. but it, it's all to, it's all to put a ruse over us because the Thomas theory is spot on. <laughs> no. We'll figure out eventually. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It'll be in the movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. I've now realized how I need to go and listen to watch all these again because uh, I've forgotten most of these theories. Yeah, um, I wonder if the. I wonder if uh, Damon and Carlton have forgotten them as well. <laughs> well, compared to some TV shows, they're pretty consistent in their, um, you know, continuing yeah. things from past seasons, whereas other shows, they'll just completely change things and disregard what they've done in the past. Yeah, great. After like two episodes. I'm reading a book right now called Lost Ate My Life. And, uh, really? yeah, and the, they, the authors of the book sent me a copy to read and they're going to come on to the show for an interview. Uh, but they That's wrote, cool. they wrote a book called, uh, Lost Ate My Life. It's a, it's a show about, uh, TV show fan, you know, the fandom around, mm-hmm. uh, around Lost. And it's really interesting. And a couple things that I read about it. One is that, um, the, there's a guy named, his name is Greg Nations and his main job is continuity that that he, that he is the continuity guy. In fact, um, Stephanie and I, if you listen to episode one eighty two of the Weekly Lost podcast, it's called um, 
Uh, it was where we covered season five bonus disc mm-hmm. number one. We talked about the right to bear arms. And Greg Nations had to have a list. Uh, he was the go-to guy of who had what guns. Mm-hmm. So, you know, all all these different, you know, remember Sawyer had a gun and then the 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 uh, Marshall had a gun and then all these guns in the case and, and all this other stuff. The, every, at the end of every episode, it's like, okay, now where are the guns? Who has a gun? In the writing room, it's like, wait a second, uh, you, you're writing this, but how did he get a gun? Remember, it's over here. And uh, every t- they, they joke in the uh, bonus disc that every single time... Uh, Greg Nation walks in the room with the with the gun list. It's like, oh, come on, not again! <laughs> it's like, sorry guys, but so and so doesn't have the gun. How are you gonna mm-hmm. How are you gonna pull this off? And so they had to rewrite the script so that you know that's how the gun exchanges hands. But I think it's good that they have someone to do that. Yeah, like, no, it's awesome. Look at the continuity because, um, yeah, a lot of shows. I said it bugs me when they like forget something or change something around or whatever so mm. anyway but th- this book is pretty interesting i i learned uh i learned a little bit about the 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 topic of spoilers uh that that damon that damon and carlton absolutely well damon mostly but uh the whole lost people the whole lost production they literally despise spoilers and there was this huge controversy that they used to let the press come in and uh, preview episodes before the public, and uh, specifically Michael Osiello, Kristen DeSanto, and and some other folks, and and I think one other team, and and they would they would quote unquote decide you know not to give away anything too quote unquote spoilerish, and mm-hmm. I th- I think what happened is one at one point somebody ended up sharing something too much. And uh, and and then all of a sudden they they just held back. They they said, okay, well, forget this. We're not going to give you any of this anymore. And what happened is the fan community said, you know what? We want spoilers. And so it it, it pretty much turned these into the hottest item on there. And and it turned out that you know people in working with the production ended up leaking stuff to to the fan community. And instead of getting kind of a little tease here and there, uh, you got full-blown scripts that were being leaked. Do you read spoilers? Do I know? I use in season two. I did, and I enjoyed it. I I, I always I only read spoilerfix.com, but mm-hmm. um, I think at the end of season two or the end of season, I think it was the end of season three. Um, I was I had a phrase called um, "spoiler free" in season three, <laughs> and so I decided I wanted to see there if there was a difference. In spoiler two, I read every spoiler that I could possibly read on spoilerfix.com, and it did not really jade me too much. Although I knew <laughs> I knew Shannon was going to be shot, um, I knew Anna Lucia was going to be gone. I I knew a bunch of other things. But doesn't this take you know the, the excitement away or or? Well, well, I don't read spoilers, but I don't know. Well, I, that's that was kind of what I wanted to find out. And so season three, mm-hmm. I, season three, I literally went spoiler free. I didn't read any spoilers at all. And mm-hmm. and that I think, if I'm not mistaken, that's the year that the entire finale was released. I mean, they it, it had leaked out, and um, 
and and, and yeah. so and anyway what happened was uh i did not read that one and so mm. so but i'm okay with light spoilers but you know what i'm finding anymore that it's getting to the point where i don't even like the promos um, mm-hmm. n- not so much for Lost because in Lost, I think they do a good job with promos for the most part because they always show you suggest yeah they they always switch it around to make it mm. so not what really happens. Yeah, sometimes the best scenes of the um, episode are in the promos. So. so well, sometimes, but they do it in such a way that it's oh well oh that's what's gonna happen but then it it shows it in a different way now i i'll tell you where i loathe um where i loathe the promos is um gray's anatomy private Mm -hmm. practice uh desperate housewives i do not like those promos because they just show you everything like next week on gray's anatomy it's like this this it's like okay well there's the episode in 30 seconds i don't see it next week yeah, well, yeah. That, there's you know the advantage of living here, living here in Germany. I don't, I don't see them. You know the promos. There's no chance for me um, to yeah see them. So I really don't know what is going to happen in the next episode. I have no idea. And even yeah, in Lost, I I don't even know who who you know um, which character the episode is about. So. Yeah, I try to avoid spoilers. I used to like read them, like I wouldn't actively go look for them. But you know, mm-hmm. if I saw some gossip thing, I'd read it. But then I got spoiled for that episode, the lock episode where he, um, his father pushes him out the window, and mm-hmm. watching the episode, it just totally ruined it because, like, he obviously didn't know it was coming. If I mm-hmm. if you weren't spoiled, and because I already knew it was coming, it kind of ruined it for me. So since then, like everything been totally like try to be totally spoiler free mm-hmm. but like, i guess sometimes because i like to read like gossip things and that so sometimes it's unavoidable um that you'll um read something um like for example in gray's when they fired brooke smith from there yeah like, that was yeah. kind of going around and it wasn't i knew that too yeah yeah like it wasn't really hidden that on mm. her characters being written out so something like that you know I try mm-hmm. to generally avoid it. And same with the next on the episode because I download the TV shows that don't normally include the promo at the end. So mm-hmm. um, that's I what I do and, and, so, yeah. and I won't go like look for it on YouTube or anything mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. I'll avoid them. Yeah. I really like spoilers because you never I, – I always read them because you're never sure whether they're actually real or not anyway. So uh, – um, and I've never been spoiled to the point where I've stopped enjoying an episode. So I love the gossip and the potential for what might happen. And uh, I, I yeah, find but it would really you enjoyable read, to go. Would you read, you know, a, the script of an episode like, you know, Cliff said in season two, season two or three? I think it was season three. Yeah. I, would I you probably would if it, if, it, if it was an episode I hadn't seen, I would definitely be tempted to read it. Just, mm-hmm. you know, because I can't, I want to know what happens in the story. So I don't care whether it actually comes through the episode or through the mm-hmm. script, or through some somebody telling me what's going to happen. I just want to know what's going to happen. Yeah. Don't you want to yes, know? Yeah. Don't you want to know? I'm really, I'm really tempted to click on it or whatever to look, but you know, I try to resist. On some shows that I don't really care as much about, mm-hmm. um, I'll look at spoilers sometimes because I'm like, oh, I don't really care if I know what's happening. But mm-hmm. for something like Lost, I'm now like totally don't want to know. <laughs> don't tell me. 
So I'll like fast like on the podcast and stuff, I'll skip the sections if they say this spoilerish. Yeah, skip it. That's what I did too. Yeah, like you know, um, listening to the transmission and the no, end, skip the forward capping. I'm, I'm, I'm never what uh, I listened to this. So I used to listen to it before before I was really spoiled. Any like. He does have some really good stuff, but now mm. I'm like, I don't want to know. Like, well, especially to them. location stuff, but mm. I don't want to know. Like, I, I want to know, but I don't want to know. <laughs> yeah. I listen to them after the episode, you know, after I've watched the episode, so. Um. Yeah, but I guess sometimes so they have um, spoilers for, like, further things, not necessarily. Yes. Mm. Like, at the moment, for example, in their current podcast, like, obviously they're just spoiling like filming locations and things like that mm-hmm. that they've seen or heard like, obviously none of that's aired yet um, yeah whereas i guess maybe as when lost starts they might um, yeah. reveal well, some stuff but. Mm. i don't i don't listen to it talk- but you know I, i'd probably forget about it anyway you know until lost comes on so yeah i guess still- if it was so far in advance that you heard it mm. you might forget it by mm-hmm. the time like you wouldn't know what episode it was for necessarily yeah you know, I, I, Cliff, this, this book you're talking about, Cliff, um, it's done by the Doc Arts. Is that right? It's yes. One of the authors. Yes, because he's like he's he's like the king of uh, spoilers. Yeah, he I, is. I, well, he's. I'm quite an avid reader of his stuff. Does does he talk about where he gets all this stuff from in the book? Well, I think um, if I don't recall exactly where he gets his stuff, I, I'm about. I think I'm on chapter like five at this point. So um, what basically what I've read so far is how the show got started, that 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 J.J. Abrams absolutely wanted nothing to do with Lost when it was mm-hmm. when it came to him. Of course, it wasn't called Lost then. It was called Nowhere. Um, and uh, oh. the the actual first chapter of the book is called um, uh, was called Lost Almost Went Nowhere or something like that. Um, but anyway, the, the guy who originally came up with it, it was just going to be what we all feared from the promos that it was going to be a kind of a reality show of a, a plane crash where people, you know, survived on an Island and it was going to be basically a TV ripoff of, uh, of Castaway with Tom Hanks. I mean, kind of that kind of Mm. thing. And it was, it was kind of just real boring, but at the same time, uh, the guy who came up with that, he basically was, I guess, had a lot of clout and he wasn't going to let it go. And mm. and he and it was just going to and I don't think Nowhere was the actual official title, but that was kind of the theme. And so uh, that's what they were calling it, I guess. Um, and anyway, they brought J.J. Abrams to look at it. And J.J. Abrams says, nope, not going to do it. He's, and, and he says, and he says, the only way I would do this is if you would allow me to add a sci fi angle on this. And, um, and, and, and they said, okay, well, let, let's hear what you got. And so, um, basically what they did is I think at that point they brought Damon Lindelof into, into the picture. And, um, in essence, what happened was, um, the, uh, the two of them hit it off really well. Um, I guess JJ Abrams knew that Damon Lindelof had what they called geek cred, uh, so, so the, the, basically it was Damon Lindelof that really sold JJ on the idea. And so the two of them were the quote unquote co-creators of this show. And, uh, and that's how it really got started. And what's weird is, is the, a guy who came up with the idea 
of um, um, the guy who came up with the idea that of this nowhere. He had mm-hmm. he had actually was not going to be credited at all or something like that nature. And it turns out that that I don't know if he sued for it or or what. But if you watch the original, if you watch the um, uh, what do you call that the the title sequence at the beginning of the pr- of the premiere of Lost, uh, you'll see co creator and it's got the name of that guy. Unfortunately, the book's upstairs, so I don't have it here. Uh, is it is it on sale yet? The book? Can you buy it? I think you can. Yeah, uh-huh. just look look for here. Let's go to Amazon real quick and take a look. And uh, yeah, it is. Uh, free to do to do. Get it by January second. Yeah, thirteen fifty seven. Cool. So yeah, lost eight my life. Cool. And uh, the other thing that I found real cool, and the the thing that I uh, read most recently was that. Um, let's see. Most recently was that uh, the uh, how you know how J J Abrams kind of dropped out of the picture. And Mm -hmm. he had to go, he was going to do Mission Impossible. And it turns out, you know, of course, J.J. has had some hit shows underneath him. And he was the thing. And and, and see, this is all new stuff to me. But I guess in the industry that J.J. Abrams was originally the quote unquote showrunner, which means that, you know, I, I guess there are probably more to it. But obviously he was the person who was always in front of the camera, always selling the show to the media and, and answering questions and stuff like that. And uh, then all of a sudden he got busy. And, of course, then it, then Damon Lindelof became the showrunner. And he was he was new at this. And he had and he was a little bit more introverted. And so uh, he, he didn't know what he was going to do. And so he fa- he had to find somebody who he implicitly could trust without any question of a doubt, uh, without any question of doubt at all. And uh, or any shadow without, I guess I should say. Um, for those listening to this podcast, I'm, it's at six o'clock, six o'clock in the morning now. So, and we've been you're re- doing great. <laughs> we've been recording. <laughs> we've been recording for six hours now. But uh, anyway, um, so so uh, he he needed somebody who he could trust with the secrets of Lost, and somebody who would uh, partner with him. And so he he went and found uh, Carlton Cuse. And that's how we got Darlton. And these two are like best friends now. And, and I mean, I, I, I personally, I mean, it, it, some people don't like the fact that, you know, we you mix their names kind of like all the shippers <laughs> do. But Darlton, I, I really think that they should function from this point forward as one creative team. <laughs> it, it's kind of like if you want to hire one or the other, you get both. It, there is no mm. separate deal. That's true. It's it's like Bert, yeah. it's like Burton Ernie. You don't separate. You just don't <laughs> separate them. So anyway, that th- those are some of the things that um that I've been reading up on, and and of course um it, it it's a it's a good book. It's a good read. Uh, and and if I'm saying it's a good book, it's a good read. Then I will tell you that there's a lot to be said for that. Uh, and the <laughs> and the reason why I say that is because I hate to read. I really hate to read. And and I'm finding this book enjoyable, and and I'm picking it up at every free minute that I get, which is not very often. But uh, uh, but when I do, I I'm I'm just like I'm grabbing the book and I'm reading three and a half pages here and marking it and reading three hundred. So yeah, it, it's it's a good book. I'm good. 
Sounds good. I'm going to get it, yeah. Very cool. Very cool. So it's 6.11 in the morning. You're a quarter of the way there. Is that right? Yeah, that, no doubt. <laughs> I think probably uh, um, it looks like Christine Malkoff, Peel Malkoff, is going to be uh, coming on at six thirty. Uh, for those listening to the the Weekly Loss podcast, just so you know what's going on here, and I've probably mentioned it in the re-recording of the intro to this podcast, but uh, we're in the middle of a twenty-four hour podcast marathon, and uh, this happens to be. Uh, an episode uh, that we're recording during that marathon. So, anyway, any other thoughts on Lost? Uh, anybody else want to share anything? How 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 did you come into? I'll tell you what. Let's go around and, and talk about it uh, for just a second. Um, Tess, when did when did you come into Lost? And 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 what was the hook? When did you get sucked in? Uh, episode one. Um... Well, actually, it was as soon as I saw the uh, smoke monster, that really did it for me. Okay. And that was the mystery. It's like, what the hell's that? And and from that point on, I wanted to know what was... Because that was when I realized it wasn't just a kind of escape from the island show. It was going to be a bit more weird. Gotcha. And, so as uh, soon as you saw those trees going down or when you... Absolutely. Fizzled? It was a... And the trees going down. And I can't remember when we actually saw the smoke monster itself, but... Uh, it was definitely really interesting because it was the mystery, wasn't it? Right from the very beginning. What yeah. the hell's going on here? Yeah, I, I, I tell you, I don't know how I missed it. I, you know, you, so you you watched it when it premiered, is that right? No, I watched, I, I, I didn't watch it until season two and I got the season one DVDs and That's watched right. them all in, in uh, like 24 hours. Okay, so, so now, but you started from the beginning though, right? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Okay, okay. So, um... Let's see here. We'll move on to Anne. Anne, how did you get into to Lost and when did you start watching it? Um, well, I pretty much started to watch it, um, started to watch the first episode here in Germany, in German. Um, and I watched the whole season, but then there was, you know, Utahitas here and I kind of lost track of it. I, I didn't care anymore. And then I heard you talk about Lost. So I started to listen to the Weekly Lost podcast and I started to catch up. And that's right, because so. you, you were actually listening to the Grays podcast, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Cool. Mm-hmm. So we turned you on to Lost. Right. Absolutely. Wow. See, now we, <laughs> we truly have enriched your life. You have. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. All right. So, so what what was was there any one moment where you said okay this is this not it's not just cool because Cliff and Stephanie are talking about it was there what was there one moment where you said oh my gosh this is the best television or do you think it's the best television show on earth um i think it is okay. because it is you know it's so intelligently written and and um yeah it um so much suspense and all that stuff mystery um i i like the first episode i like the pilot and um i I don't know pretty much um first episode well i I loved it but you know um with that long hiatus and and in between i forgot about it (laughs) i just forgot about it really but the first episode was um i was drawn into it gotcha chrissy did you watch it from the beginning um, yeah, I didn't, um, cause as you know, Australia gets their TV shows so behind. Um, mm. but I started watching it before it actually aired here. Um, I started watching it in January, um, 
because I guess it would have premiered in October or something. So I'd heard that, you know, there's this great new show and stuff. And so I downloaded the first, like, ten episodes or whatever they had um, and then just watched them all in a row and basically was hooked because I was like, I want to know what, you know, like what secrets they're hiding and stuff and things like that. And then because it was like January, so obviously they had they, they were on hiatus. So it was like, you know, when's the next episode going to come out sort of thing. So, yeah, pretty much from the beginning, um, mm-hmm. yeah, and I just got hooked. I think it was good in a way that I kind of watched, you know, so many episodes like all yeah. in a row rather than one at a time. Because right. then I was that's, able to just get into it because I watched a heap. Mm. heap that's what I did, you know, when I when I started to catch up. I watched season two and three, I don't know, in, in a week probably. And um, I think that what annoyed me at first was that, you know, it took so long. Season one was, you know, you wanted to get answers. Yeah. And be patient is not really my strength. So <laughs> um, that was hard. You know, to watch season one and, and and get more questions and questions and questions instead of answers. Yeah, I, I found I found that ne- I I found the original hiatuses to be unbearable. Mm. But um, you know, people are like, "Oh my gosh, how are we going to get wait until season five? And and I've shared this in previous Lost podcasts, but I'm at in and on the forum. I'm at the point now where where the anticipation is as exciting as actually watching the show. Yeah. Mhm. It and, and the mm-hmm. fact that I know that it's coming to an end and there's only uh what are there uh th- 3 weeks. Well, no, I mean I'm talking about the number of episodes. There are, oh. uh, there are like 17 episodes this year. I think and, so. yeah. and then 17 okay. next year and it's like and then it's over. Over. And it's so I find that the, the way that I look at Lost Now is the way that I look at my children. It's like sure it'd be nice to mm. think about the day when it's just Stephanie and I and the house is, <laughs> stays clean and I don't have to deal with go back to bed and all this other stuff. But you know I don't want to wish. I you don't, don't want it to. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to wish it away. I want to enjoy mm. them while they're young. And I it's like I want to enjoy Lost while it's here. And <laughs> so I want to theorize. It's ended and review it all and see how all the when everything is finally revealed how they um you know planted the seeds like in season one or or whatever yeah i think i think probably what'll happen is is uh we'll be we'll be the weekly lost podcast all the way through uh the end of of season six and probably even we'll be the weekly lost podcast all the way probably for another year afterwards and then we'll just be the Lost Fan Podcast, <laughs> and then and, and we'll 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 be talking about Lost probably twenty five years from now, and <laughs> I don't know. And your kids will be like saying to your grandkids, "Oh, Grandpa keeps going on about this show." <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, that is funny, but yeah, that, I, I, I tell you it. it it is it is a great show and it and it's it's amazing how it's captured the imagination of i mean literally everyone in the world yeah and i think also this show helped um you know the podcasting phenomenon to really happen to to take place i think it really was lost who started all that wasn't it well it- and we're for for the for the TV entertainment end of it, I would say. Mm-hmm. But there, there, the yeah. podcasting existed before before the Lost podcast started. 
Um, but but yeah, the, definitely the the whole genre of TV fan podcasts yeah, it and was, it, it was it was started from Lost. I mean, is there any other TV show that has this many podcasts about not, it? So. Not this many, no. Mm-hmm. Um, the the only one that would be relatively close to the fandom of of Lost would be um, uh, Firefly. The, the TV show right. Firefly that got canceled by Fox. But, I mean, you can... Because it's canceled. Well, there's no more new episodes. <laughs> you can have so many yeah, the, discussions or, about the, it. Seriously, I, I'm telling you today. Um, matter of fact, let me see if I... Let me go to... What is it called? Podcastalley.com. Let me see if I can pull that up. Podcastalley.com. I wonder if they're still in the top ten. I think the Firefly, it's still the Firefly ones are still going on, aren't they? The podcasts for those. That, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm seeing. They if- never, they never give up. Well, that was my other. That was my top show before uh, Lost came along. I absolutely love Firefly. Still can't understand why they, why they ended it so quickly. It was, it, was, it was just. It was, yeah, yeah, maybe so. It was just such an awesomely written show. Uh, yeah, I, I, they're not in the top ten right now, but. Uh, I, but yeah, the, let me see. Uh, what is this? It would be um, do 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 entertainment. Uh, I'm looking for the category we used to all be in. Do do society and culture now. The big show was the Signal, wasn't it? I th- yeah, I think so. The Signal. Never heard uh, of that. Well, it, it I I was never a Firefly fan until after I heard all the hype and. And and here's this this canceled TV show that the, that the fans became so vocal that that they they resurrected the whole thing to to the fact that they actually made a movie uh, to, there to are kind a lot of, of Joss Whedon fans. What's that? There's a lot of Joss Whedon fans out yeah. there because of Buffy. Oh so. yeah. Oh, I love Buffy. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I, once I heard that, Stephanie and I went to, I think it was when we went to um, Los Cabos, Mexico, uh, we actually watched every episode of Firefly on that trip. And I think we watched um, the movie Serenity. Serenity? Yeah. Alrighty. Well, let's see here. I'm amongst the um, Wheaton fans. Okay, so Kylie Mack in the chat room says she's a Wheaton fan as well. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I think it's probably about time to go ahead and wrap up this episode of the Lost Podcast. Um, and just want to say thank you to you guys for joining me, or I guess I should say you girls <laughs> for for joining me. <laughs> And, and again, uh, we had uh, with us, we had Tess uh, from London and we had um, Anne from Germany and who else? Did, we had Chrissy from Sydney, Australia. <laughs> did I miss anybody? Nope. We, uh, Winnie was two seconds. Yeah, Winnie was here for a few <laughs> seconds. Uh, but uh, I, I appreciate you guys uh, hanging out with me here into the wee hours of the evening and I guess the sun is probably getting ready to start shining here in northern Kentucky at 6.22 in the morning. So, anyway. It's only 2009 here. It's already 2009 there in Australia. What time is it? Nearly. 10.30. Oh, nearly, nearly. I'm sorry. I thought you said already. I know. We'll (laughs) we'll be celebrating the new year with with Chrissy. Well, you if your other... Um, European listen 
listeners keep listening, you can celebrate um, New Year's Eve multiple times. No doubt. No doubt. <laughs> very cool. That's true. All right, folks. Well, Thank you very much. We'll be back soon with more Lost Podcast. In fact, this podcast marathon is going to uh, have at least two more episodes of, of Lost. And, and so uh, very much looking forward to it. We'll talk to you guys soon. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.